Sports on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. there Derek Scott a little bit of a glitch but thankfully it happens got, my uh, man I got uh, I got fingers like a pianist tonight I was I was just on the right page I got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen tabs open and I had the right one so there 14. you go 14 uh, you know there's not a lot going on tonight it's just a home run derby right and uh <laughs> Randy Arozarena, by the way, is, uh, I believe he's into the second round. Yes, he is. So I guess that's the semifinal round. He had 24 homers as uh, he beats uh, uh, Odolis Garcia, the Texas Rangers. So Arozarena is uh, into the next round. So Vladi Guerrero will battle Mookie Betts a little bit later on. I believe he's after the next heat. Well, speaking of heat, there's heat on the Edmonton Elks. 0-5 start. Uh, someone who has been on a very good football team and several of them through his uh, career in the CFL is uh, punter Glenn Harper, 1993 Grey Cup champion with the double E. And it's nice to have Glenn back on the show. It's been far too long, Glenn. How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. It's uh, nice to have you on. And uh, I want to ask you first about uh, June 25th. Uh, fortunately, the Elks uh, did not win. They lost 43-31 to the Toronto Argos. But a special night for you and your teammates from uh, 1993. Uh, uh, it was 90s night, and you were honored uh, that night. Uh, that team was honored. Uh, what was that like to kind of get back together with, uh, with the group? Now, in saying that, you, you're around each other a lot, I'm sure. But just to kind of have... A number of people on that team on, in one spot in that in that venue again. Yeah, you know what? It's always it's always nice, first of all, to to uh, be able to go to the Elks games and and uh, see the products on the field, uh, win or lose. Um, you know, we have nine teams in the CFL, so someone's going to lose, right? And uh, but uh, <laughs> yep. that that particular night uh, was pretty special. I mean, just to. You know what? You you never stop laughing. <laughs> like, like, like it's like we pick up where we left off, and and we just have a lot of laughs, and and uh, it's just good to see these guys, and and to know that uh, you know, even though some of us are in our sixties now, we uh, we're still holding up pretty good. Yeah, uh, I would say so, including uh, including our in-game analyst, Blake Dermott, who uh, just keeps, uh, I feel like he gets younger with age. <laughs> he does, he does, and, and he still looks like Brian Dennehy. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. I'm going to mention that next time, although he's probably heard it a million times from uh, you. So. Only um, from me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Now, tell me about 93 when it turned, because uh, it was a tough season, not as tough as 0-5, obviously, but it was you know, kind of a tough year, and then all of a sudden it, things turn around, you win eight in a row, including the Grey Cup. Yeah, that was a pretty special time. Um, I think when it turned around was when we, we were having a few injuries at the running back position, and of course we were 
running our, our special Sally Ran, which was, of course, our naked bootleg. Uh, Damon Allen ran to perfection. And uh, but 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 we're missing the the running back without getting hurt kind of thing. And as soon as we signed Lucius Floyd, I remember Sean Fleming and I looking at each other and going, "Okay, this is this is this is about to get real." And uh, like you said, we rattled off eight in a row and uh, knocked Calgary out of the Western Final in wind chills that reached minus 53. And a week later, we're playing in the same stadium and it's plus seven, so it felt like Vegas. And uh, we ended up winning the Grey Cup, which, of course, is, is special. Uh, especially, you know, not not everybody that, that gets to play in the Canadian Football League even in, even gets a chance to play in a Grey Cup. So it, it was a pretty special time for all of us, I think. Yeah, yeah, no question. And, you know, what, what I think I would describe, too, is, uh, you know, a big factor would be belief. And I remember the 2015 team who won 10 in a row, uh, after a loss on Labor Day, they didn't look back. It was just belief, and they were in games where they, you know, it, it looked like, oh boy, is here, here's here's a close game, but they're going to lose, and they found a way to to win. Uh, and Rob Brown has brought it up on this show, and Reed Wilkins has referenced it many times. Uh, Rob Brown, our in-game analyst on on Order Broadcasts, the the fine line between belief and doubt, and and tell me how real that is as, as a pro athlete playing on a on a pro on a pro sports team. Well, it's very, it's, it's, and it's evident. Like you, you might have uh, one or two players that are maybe struggling a little bit, and and it, and it beca- becomes infectious, just like really good play becomes infectious. So, in order to turn that around, Ron Lancaster was always so good at getting us prepared for football games. Didn't matter what it was. So, the fine line there, uh, I put on. Uh, Ron Lancaster getting us to believe like we we didn't have to listen to what was being said about us in the media or whispers up in the stands or or, or any of that stuff. He kept everything and kept us all together. And uh, we had a lot. We we had really good leadership on that team. You mentioned Blake Dermont. We had Rod Connup, both on the offensive line. Uh, Jed Roberts on special teams. Trent Brown, of course. Uh, just defense. We got Willie Plass, and and you know the, the list just goes on and on. So we had a lot of yeah. strong leadership, and and that's what you need when it when it comes to that sort of thing. And um, and I think that that's what keeps ball ball teams together and believing in themselves by not listening to what everybody else is whispering about. Speaking with former Double League punter Glenn Harper, 1993 Grey Cup champion here on 6:30 Chat Inside Sports. So when when you when we we go to the present day and the Elks are 0 and 5, and you talked about the experience in the room and and the leap, and uh, really let's be blunt, the Elks are the youngest team in the league, and they just don't have that. And they're a lot of their leaders are sitting on a six game injury list. They may get one back soon in Aaron Grimes, but you know now I think it's a, a chance for other players on the team that maybe weren't expected to be leaders to maybe be leaders. I, I mentioned Steven Dunbar might be in that category now after you hear him talk. How much tougher is it on a Chris Jones coach staff that you don't necessarily have that leadership and you're dealing with a team that maybe doesn't necessarily believe when it's the time to believe and they find a way to, to lose games or they're waiting for that moment when it all goes south instead of waiting for that moment when they take the game over and they are, are able to win it. And I think, and I think that's that can be an issue too. I mean, there there are a lot of times when 
teams when when they're struggling like this, and, I, and I've seen it watching this, this Elks football team. And you're right, they're very young, but they grew up playing football, so they know what what they have to do and that sort of thing. But when you're struggling, you go back to basics, and and I and I, and I really believe in that because I mean, once you once you start focusing on the little things, the big things will start falling into place. But it, but in the case of of, of these guys, be it almost seems like they they become satisfied. Oh, we weren't expected to score first. We weren't you know expected to be leading at halftime, or you know so they, if it does happen, they almost become satisfied because oh we weren't expected to do this. At least this is kind of a mentality that you can dangerously take on as an athlete. And and our attitude back when I played was never be satisfied. Like keep yeah. the keep the the pedal down, and uh, run these guys over. Make them fear coming into Commonwealth Stadium, Brickfield. Make them afraid to come here. Don't have them coming in licking their chops, because <laughs> that's half the battle. Um, so, for for this team, they just got to stick to the to, to the things that the coaches are asking them to do. Trust in the system. Trust trusting what what they want them to do, and go out and execute. Okay, let, let, let's get to the play. And it you know, wasn't the play that necessarily defined the game uh, because there were plays before that that the Elks could have executed exactly. uh, that mm-hmm. could have really helped them win the game going away. But let's face it, uh, it's, it's, it was a costly error. C.J. Sims let the ball uh, go over his head on the kickoff from Brett Lowther and casually went back to the end zone and had no idea that he needed to pick the ball up uh, sooner or just get it, get on his horse and get the mm-hmm. ball and get out of the end zone. How do you see that play as far as, uh, you know, someone who has been there, done that, and mm-hmm. the, the line of communication that has to happen on, on that play? Yeah, well, there's first, first of all, credit to the kicker for hitting it as well as he did and him knowing the situation that was going on. Uh, you know, it's a tie ball game. Um, and up in the Canadian Football League, yes, there's a lot of people that didn't grow up with the Canadian Football League, and there's a lot of different rules up here. And uh, again, you, you, there's players that come up here that that think poplar fuzz is snow. They, they've never seen snow before, so they might be seeing seeing poplar fuzz. <laughs> and you have to explain to them that no, that's just coming off the trees, and and don't worry, you're not going to freeze to death. It's still 30 degrees outside. But going back to Ron Lancaster, he was the best coach uh, that I can think of in my career that was so good at preparing us for all this, all the little intricacies and differences in the Canadian Football League. You know, I, I can think back to how many times we had to, you know, you had your kickers in the end zone in case it was a one-point difference, and if you couldn't get it out of the end zone, you could kick, punt the ball back out of the end zone and hopefully run the clock out, so to speak. And, uh, you know, but if you could run it out, you want to run it out so that, you know, you can control the clock after that and that sort of thing. So I'd hate to say it, but that that's on uh, the special teams guys to alert whoever's back there, the situation. It's all about communicating. Okay, this is the situation. This is what we need to do. And, and, and you know what? And, and that, that kind of play doesn't happen, right? 
That guy's a, a great athlete. He, he's going to be able to get back there, get the football, and get it out of the end zone and maybe make a few yards. Who knows? He might break it and, and take it all away. But but to get it out of the end zone it was the most important part of that particular play. Not that they didn't, yeah. like you said. There, there's, there's probably five other plays during the football game that determined the out, outcome of that game. But that's the one that stands out in everybody's head because of the crucial situation in the game in which it happened. And I wonder, Glenn, too, if this this goes back again to the youth of the team because uh, Blake brought up a, a great point as well uh, that look at where C.J. Sims was standing. He was around the 20-25 yard line, which is probably right. way way too upfield on on a kickoff. And, well, and if, was it, wasn't there a penalty prior to that, and they had the ball moved up a bit? Wasn't there like a? Um, I believe you're correct. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. again, that's a situation. Um, okay, the ball's not being kicked off from the same place that it normally is. So you got to take all those things into consideration. That's why I'm saying, yeah, you, you got to give the kicker for Toronto credit for give, getting such a, a good kick in the first place. And I'm wondering too, like uh, when, I, when I go back to the youth of the team, is if yeah. there's a few veterans on there that notices CJ, why are you up there? And I don't care what you were told. Get back, get back to the ten, get back to the five. Well, like, not only that, you get... can yell that from the sideline. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause, cause <laughs> that is should, a good point. Well, well, you should be looking to the sideline to find out, you know, if if there's anything late on the on the play, if there's any last second instructions, if you will. Before before the the kicker puts a foot into the football in the first place, so I mean, there's I, you can't just look at the one player. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm going to say. Because like like I said, you could see on the sidelines when when Chris Jones was talking to him afterwards, and, and I have to say, he, he Chris Jones, yeah, he was kind of ah, like I can't believe it. But you know what? That's 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 on the guys that have played before. That's on the coaching staff to let that young player know that this is a situation. And believe me, you cannot let it go into the end zone because in this league, you can get a point for that. And in that crucial situation, when you're tied 11-11, that point becomes pretty significant. Now, the Elks did end up getting the football, and they did have a chance of you know, still, if they could get a couple, maybe three first downs, I, I can't remember how much time was left on the clock. But if you get three first downs and you're in field goal range, you still have a chance to win that football game. So people are going to look at that one play yeah, as they found a way to lose that football game. And those are the things they have to overcome. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, for sure. Glenn Harper joining us, former double-E punter and uh, 1993 Grey Cup champion here on uh, 630 Chat Inside Sports. Okay, speaking of the field goal kicker, and that's Dean Faithful. Uh, he's a great story, and he you know comes in with a big, big leg, which doesn't always mm-hmm. mean it, you know, doesn't always translate into success. But you have been on the bench, I'm sure, and you, I mean, Sean Fleming was your teammate, and there might have been others as well. The difference between and having the confidence of a field goal kicker that you know he's going to go out there and just nail it compared to a field goal kicker who's maybe a little iffy in what that does to the bench. Well, it uh, it does play into strategies if you know they don't have all the confidence in the world. But you know what, you got to you got to build on that. I mean, uh, extra points. I love that extra point rule now where they have a thirty three yarder now. So you kind of have to watch extra points now yeah. to find out you know if they're going to yes. make them or not. 
<laughs> I, I do. I, lo- I love that aspect of it. Um, but you know what? Sean Fleming came into this league, and he was shaky in his rookie year. And, and you know, but we, but we knew he had a great leg. We, we all did. That's why he was he was drafted in uh, the first or second round in the Canadian Football League, and uh, they they knew that he was going to be uh, long term uh, as a uh, punter and kicker for for the uh, Edmonton Football Club. So um, these are just things that that you know you've done it a million times. You you know you have the capability of do, uh, of doing uh, what it takes to to play in this league. So it takes working with the guys, uh, spending a little extra time after, before practice, after practice, during practice, doing whatever you need to do to make sure that the, the snap, the hold, and your kicks are perfectly timed and you're comfortable with it. And I think, and it does take all three plus protection and all the rest of it. But if you're focused on your, the one thing that they want you to do, and, and you don't worry about what everybody else is doing, including your holder or your snapper or uh, your protection schemes or, or, or what's going on on the other side of the uh, scrimmage line. Then you're fo- it all comes down to your focus. And you already know how to swing the leg. And like you said, he's got a, good, he's got a very strong leg. And, and I've, I've witnessed that. And uh, he, he's going to be just fine. Sean Fleming is up on our wall right now. His name's up there. So, yes. you know, it, it happens. I mean, I, I believe, if, if I may, D- Dave Cutler struggled in, in his first couple of years uh, uh, with the Eskimos, and uh, he's in the Hall of Fame, That's true. and he's up on the wall. So you can't, you know, you, you just got to hang in there, and you just got to do the best you can each and every day, go out there and, and, and try to improve. And, and let's face it, that's why we go to practice every day, because we do – want to improve each and every day. In fact, that, that goes for any um, any type of job that you're involved in. You just want to get better at it as you go, just like you do every day. You go in there and you try to have the best show possible, right? You just try to improve. Absolutely. That's exactly what these guys have to do. You bet. Glenn, I could talk to you forever, but the clock on the oh. wall says we have to end this interview now. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll have you on back. We'll have you back in a much shorter time period than we did the last time uh, because you're, you're a wonderful guest. And thank you very much for your perspective. And, uh, hey, go Elks, and hopefully this turns around soon. Yes, sir, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks very much. That's Glenn Harper, former uh, Edmonton football team punter, 1993 Great Cup champion, uh, joining us tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right. Of course, the uh, tough news today in the world of the Canadian Football League is that uh, Red Blacks quarterback Jeremiah Masoli out for the season again, this time ruptured Achilles. And that was confirmed by the team today as he uh, exited Saturday's loss to the Hamilton Tiger Cats by a score of 21-13. Playing to a year to the day, he suffered a season-ending knee injury against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Red Blacks say he will undergo surgery soon. And uh, it's Dustin Crum and Nick Arbuckle right now. And looks like they will sign some other quarterbacks and 
maybe McLeod Bethel Thompson down the road. We'll we'll see. It sounds like, according to Farhan Lalji uh, of TSN, that uh, they are definitely going to talk to him or have talked to him, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, talk about C.J. Sims and the uh, the the mistake, the bad mistake that uh, didn't uh, didn't properly handle the kickoff that would have avoided a single. Well, it ended up being a single because he didn't handle it right. Taylor Cornelius, quarterback of the Elk, says, uh, you know, we had the ball after that play, too, and didn't do anything with it. I don't know. It was a weird ending, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we still had a chance to go down and, and score and kick a field goal to win the game. Um, you know, we know we can play with those guys. Uh, we've shown it two times now, and, you know, they're second in the West right now, and we feel like we're right there. So there you go. And uh, Taylor Cornelius, again, better. Uh, could be better, but that's for the whole offense as well. Uh, but I thought there were some building blocks there. Same with uh, defense, especially defense, special teams as well. Um, is it sacrilege not to ask the former punter, Derek, about uh, the current punter, uh, Jake Julian? Am I going to get fined for that? I think maybe, but now you know what to ask him next time, right? Okay. There right. you go. Just so I'm aware. All right. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., Chicago White Sox, uh, beats Adley Ruchman in the first round of their home run derby, uh, 28-27. Ruchman became just the third player to have 27 homers, I believe, in the first round. And uh, Luis Robert Jr. says, uh, excuse me, I'll make it four. Coming up, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he'll have his heat with uh, Mookie Betts. When we come back, we're going to talk about football Canada. And uh, Canada Cup of Football is here in Edmonton. And we'll talk with the executive director of Football Canada, Shannon Donovan. She's been in that post for 11 years. Talk about the growth of football in this country. And a preview of the Elks this week with Morley Scott come up as well. Because that show will come around at 7.30. It's Campbell for Wilkins here on 6.30 Jet Inside Sports.